November 22nd, the woman in the basket, Zechariah 5. The prophet Zechariah's next of ten visions in the night is of a woman in a basket. It is quite bizarre and mysterious, and it is difficult to be dogmatic about its interpretation. But here is one. This vision follows the one about the flying scroll, which proclaimed God's insistence on honesty, fair dealing, and humble reverence as core principles in his kingdom. In this next vision, the prophet is shown a large measuring basket, with a woman revealed to be inside the basket when the top is removed. This woman is referred to by an attending angel as the personification of wickedness. Then after the heavy lead top of the basket is replaced, holding her inside, holding her inside the basket is carried off by two other winged women and taken to the land of Shinar, a reference to Babylon. Here the basket will be placed in a temple and the woman inside worshipped. Reading the vision in Zechariah 5, the prophet speaks to the angel. I ask, what is it? He replied, this is the measuring basket that goes out. He continued, this is their eye and all the land. Then behold, a lead cover was lifted and a woman was sitting in the middle of the measuring basket. The angel exclaimed, this is wickedness. Then he shoved her back inside the measuring basket, throwing the lead weight over its mouth. After this, I lifted up my eyes and behold, I saw two women emerging with the wind in their wings. They had wings like the wings of a stork and they raised the measuring basket between the earth and the heaven. I asked the angel who was speaking with me, where are they taking the measuring basket? He said to build a temple for her in the land of Shinar. When it is prepared, she will live there in her own place. Zechariah 5, verses 6 through 11. As mentioned at the start, it is hard to be certain exactly what this vision is referring to. One hint is the use of a measuring basket, which was a widespread tool of commerce, at the time. One interpretation of this vision is that it is a warning about the false god of materialism. The Jewish people had just returned to Judah after a 70-year exile in Babylon. They had finally put away all the idol worship that they had acquired from the peoples around them in Israel. But this vision suggests that perhaps a new temptation had been brought back home with them from Babylon, the love of money. Another principle to use when interpreting scripture is to use other scripture as a guide. For instance, in the New Testament book of Revelation, there's another vision given to the Apostle John, which includes the same concepts, evil commerce, greed, and immorality, as represented by a wicked woman of power in, of all places, Babylon. Reading from the Apostle John's vision, After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having, a great, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated by his glory. He cried out with a mighty voice, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a den for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit, and for every unclean bird and for every unclean and detestable beast. For all the nations have drunk with the wine of, her, of the fury of her immorality. The kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich off the power of her self-indulgence. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you participate in her sins and receive her plagues. As she has exalted herself and indulged herself in luxury, so give her the same measure of torment and grief. For in her heart, she says, I sit as a queen. I am no widow. I shall never see grief. Revelation 18, verses 1 to 4 and 7, Tree of Life Version. Many commentaries have been written seeking to explain the meaning of this end-time prophecy of wickedness represented by the figurative woman of Babylon and her ultimate demise 
at the hand of the Lord. Suffice it to say, there remains evil on the earth to this day, and as perceived fruits and luxuries can be seductive to anyone who is not grounded in faith and under the protection of the Lord. With God's help, we believers can recognize the lures of evil and idolatry in our lives, and like the angel in Zechariah's vision, we can put a lid on it. Reflection What evils and temptations do you find the most difficult to resist? One big one for many is the love of money and the lure of materialism. As Francis Bacon is quoted as saying, Money is a great servant, but a bad master. The obsessive pursuit of money can draw our focus and purpose away from worshiping the Lord and can also tempt us to be less than honest with those around us to maximize our own profit. The answer lies with an examination of our motives and priorities and to seek godly wisdom, honesty, humility, and fair balance in our dealings with others and with money. Let us pray. Lord, strengthen us to resist the temptation of evil today, especially in the areas where we personally struggle the most. Help us to successfully put a lid on wickedness and to experience victory over our biggest challenges. Thank you for loving us through both the ups and the downs of our life's journey. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And have a blessed and wonderful day in the Lord today.